the YouTube monetization people come along and say, your videos are no longer going to be monetized, Patreon starts changing their rules. Same thing starts to happen over on OnlyFans. And that was really the catapult for me in building my own fan subscription platform. Welcome back to On The Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Without further ado, let's just get right into today's space because it's a very different space than we've done in the past. Usually, I come on these each week, and I have like a whole lecture written out. Uh, I work really hard on them, and I really kind of try to give tangible you know, advice that you can actually take from the space, implement in your business the next day and see results with. My goal is always to talk about things and ideas that you can actually put into practice and not just the like inspirational woo-woo kind of stuff. So where that is kind of what we do normally here, I did want to deviate from that and we've done this one other time so far and it was really successful and had an actual guest come up on the space. So this week is super special because I actually met this guest at Expos Miami this past event. Um, I believe it was this May and I hit it off with her really well. I was super impressed with her and what she's building and it is an honor to have Stephanie come up and join our space. So Stephanie, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself, giving a little bit of background of who you are. Um, so that all the creators listening can get to know you a little bit better. Hi, everyone. Hi, Melrose. It's so nice to be here. I'm very excited. So just a little background on me. I am the CEO and founder of Unfiltered. Um, I'm a content creator as well. I've been in the adult industry creating content for about seven years, been on so many different platforms. I've been on YouTube. I've been on Patreon. I've been on OnlyFans and really through being on all of these different platforms, it pushed me to create my own platform that would be fair and safe for all creators. And a lot of people, unfortunately, may also know me from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> so that's kind of my little intro into who I am. Yeah, so I want to backtrack a little bit because I know the creators who are going to be, you know, here and listening they're going to hear this piece, right, that you came from a background of reality TV. You know, 90 yeah. Day Fiance is a big favorite for me. I love that show. <laughs> All of the marriage uh, experiment shows. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, for a creator, especially an independent creator, one of the things we kind of think to ourselves when we hear that is like, you had such an advantage because you had the, the mainstream machine in terms of marketing behind you before going into adult. Can you kind of share what your experience about coming from reality TV and going into the adult industry was like and maybe kind of what the cons of that could have been that we might not have? Yeah. So actually, before I went on to reality television, I'd already been doing adult content for about five, six years. And my involvement in adult content actually almost stopped me from being on 90 Day Fiance because they were so apprehensive of putting me on a mainstream television show. And it was actually kind of scary because during the whole casting process, I had casting directors saying like, we need to see what's on your Patreon. Like, 
we need you to send us like examples of the type of videos you're posting like we need to see what's on there so i literally was sending a casting producer like videos and photos of my photo shoots and stuff and so it was uh it was kind of crazy and during that time they were very much uh you know questioning whether or not they were going to proceed with putting me on the show and uh, prior to that I was a YouTuber I was you know like kind of what you would consider an influencer and that was what heavily uh, influenced my success as an adult content creator and so I always recommend to people make sure you have a social media presence outside of the adult content because that will sort of be your funnel, you know, into your sex work. And there will be people who are interested in your personality and what you're doing. And, you know, before I got into adult content, I was doing YouTube. I had this YouTube channel where I did vlogs and I talked about my dating life. And that was actually a source of income for me up until YouTube demonetized me. So that kind of helped me pivot into adult content and sort of, you know, adult content saved me during a time where YouTube was, you know, going after creators that made slightly sexier content or content that was deemed not monetization friendly. So, uh, so yeah, I, you know, I was for a long time benefiting from having a large social media presence, but by going onto a mainstream reality TV show like 90 Day Fiance, it definitely brought me to a new level and empowered me and enabled me to make a lot more money um but it also brought a whole new set of eyes on me and brought a ton of hate and you know people are not accepting of this line of work at all so i had a lot of people maliciously leaking my content you know judging me and that came from all fronts it came from the producers it came from the network and it came from the fans of the show yeah, so so it is kind of a bit of a misconception because you did have that, um, you know, background in adult before going into reality TV, and you've also mm -hmm. had to struggle with getting, you know, demonetized, deplatformed, the kind of thing that we're all struggling with. Absolutely, and it's it's something that's been frustrating because you know I'm making a living on YouTube. I'm used to making a decent income on there. All of a sudden, the YouTube monetization people come along and say you know, you're not going to be, your videos are no longer going to be monetized on here. And then I had to think of a backup plan. I had to think of a plan B. So I decided, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and go on to Patreon and make my living on there. And then all of a sudden, Patreon starts changing their rules again. And I feel like my content is no longer safe on there. So then I go over to OnlyFans and then what do you know, the same thing starts to happen over on OnlyFans. And as a content creator, this is so incredibly frustrating because it's literally you feel like, okay, I move all of my things out of my home. I find a new home. I get settled. I feel comfortable for a period of time. And then another tornado comes in and destroys everything. And now I have to like uproot myself again and try to find a new home. And it's it's exhausting and I realized that it wasn't only me but it's literally every single person in the adult industry regardless of you know if you do boudoir or super explicit like no matter which genre niche you're in 
you're experiencing this. And so eventually I got really, really fed up with this. And that was really the catapult for me in building my own fan subscription platform. That's that's awesome. This is a, this is what I think is so important to you is that um, having CEOs in our space that are actually creator first and are creators themselves, because that is so rare. Um, and I know that in my own businesses, that's been something that I've been able to leverage and really you know, build my companies that are creator first because I am a creator and I know what living this experience is like. And you also have that advantage in our space. And I think that's what I found so appealing when we started speaking at Expos was that you really, you know the ropes because you've done it. You've actually walked the walk and you've been through it. And I do want to emphasize before we get too much into your platform itself, um, kind of the other piece that you struggled with, because I know you've faced a lot of health issues and that is kind of a part of why you ended up in sex work uh, online as well so if you can speak to that a little bit for those who are unfamiliar with you because I think that's really powerful yeah so a lot of people who may have tuned into my season of 90 day like I was I was put into this uh this um archetype as like the sick girl and I have a plastic anemia which is a bone marrow failure condition. And, you know, I, I never really fell into sex work because I'm a naturally sexy person. Like, in reality, I'm a very, very awkward person. Um, I Like, for some reason, through YouTube, you know, people just, like, found me charming. And, uh, you know, I guess men watching my stories about my terrible dating life, they just decided, okay, well, I want to see more of this girl. She's funny. I want to see her boobs. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I, I know how to market myself. I think I'm, I'm pretty good at, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at selling myself. I'm good at sales. So what better product to sell than myself? So that was the whole reasoning behind that. And like I, shortly after all of this, I got very sick. I was not able to hold a regular nine to five job. So this was just a logical thing for me to do. Sex work allowed me to work out of the comfort of my own home. It allowed me to, you know, market myself, sell, you know, something that I knew was in demand, something I knew people wanted, and I was very good at it. And uh, and I still think, you know, people don't realize that it is a hard job. It's not something that's so easy to do. Every every single day, I get people telling me, oh, you know, just how easy it must be to sell your naked photos and videos on the internet. And they don't realize that, you know, so much marketing goes into this and so much preparation and, you know, shooting the content, making sure that you know your captions are good making sure that the quality of the content is good making sure that your promotions are good making sure that there's enough content there making sure that you know your customer relations are good that your audience retention is good and you know building that following on all of my social media platforms over the years i mean that took so much time it didn't happen overnight it's not like i woke up one morning and said oh i'm hot i'm gonna take my clothes off and boom million dollars you know this this took so long took so much preparation and commitment consistency and you know people just don't see the amount of work that goes into it they really do, do just think it's just the snap of a finger so um but yeah like the fact that i am somebody who 
has aplastic anemia. I'm in remission now, but has aplastic anemia and was not able to carry a regular nine to five office job. The fact that I was able to do something like this from the comfort of my own home, um, it was really amazing. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends, because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. See, and this is like a story that we hear really often in terms of sex workers is that it does, you know, provide this flexibility and this opportunity to be able to work when you feel that you can, which is something, you know, the traditional nine to five workplace is never going to offer the average person in, you know, male, female, despite whatever you are or identify as. It just gives you this opportunity that we don't really see available to us elsewhere. Um, I want to speak a little bit to what you mentioned in terms of marketing, because even though I had met you and spoke with you at Exodus Miami in May, I had actually been following your TikToks for a long time and I recognized you from there, but didn't all come like, like in click in my head. Um, but I had recognized you from TikTok because I followed the whole farts in a jar thing because I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, and I want you to speak to that. And also because it really speaks to your marketing genius. Um, yeah. And I also want to segue that after you speak on it to something else I saw you do recently, which was genius marketing as well. <laughs> so yes, farts in the jar is sort of like the thorn in my side because you know, a lot of people know me as the farts in a jar girl. And that's sometimes I feel like, is this all that I will ever be known as? But then again, you know, I really, you know, I don't care. At the end of the day, I don't care what people know me as. Like, I know who I am. I'm very comfortable in that. And and listen, it, if that's what I'm known for, th that's cool. Like, that's a, that's a cool ass business move, right? Selling my farts in a jar. And it was a great PR move, too, because it got me a lot of, uh, you know, recognition and a lot of great publications. And that brought a lot of traffic and a lot of new fans over to my profile. And at the end of the day, like, you know, that was one of the purposes of this whole fart jar thing as well was to, to bring new traffic over to my unfiltered page. Um, but, you know, that's that's a big thing nowadays. We all know that. Uh, the fan subscription industry is very saturated and sometimes you have to, you know, push the envelope and think a little bit out of the box, think a little creatively to make yourself stand out, whether that be on TikTok or Instagram. So, you know, I, I cook up these like weird, crazy things that I do over on my unfiltered. And the good thing about unfiltered is, you know, we do have little a little less restrictive community guidelines as far as the type of content you can do. So I'm able to be more creative in the type of content I do. Um, so that's, you know, why I do some of these crazy PR stunts. But the Farger thing, uh, I did that about two years ago. Uh, got the idea from a bunch of my fans who had been requesting fart content. I don't know why uh, that was like such a thing, but I still to this day get like so many requests from fart content. I don't sell fart jars anymore just because like logistically it's a total pain. And like, I'm sure my local USPS people are like definitely suspicious now. <laughs> so, so, um, so I, uh, I've definitely retired from that, but I do, you know, I do still have like a, a folder in my vault on unfiltered with fart videos. <laughs> yeah. This is like, because I see some of the PR stunts that you pull and they're, 
like not just that, but like recently you did um what was it? You like sold <laughs> a plot. A plot. <laughs> oh yeah. A, a cemetery plot. Okay. Yeah. So the cemetery plot thing, it's okay, like okay, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It this is a, it's a total PR stunt. But like, you know, the cemetery plot idea came to me in a very morbid way and it's like kinda messed up because I've been shopping for headstones for my deceased father and and I was like, wouldn't it be great if I if I bought a cemetery plot and then sold one next to it for like one of my like um, like amazing diehard fans who like can't spend his life with me but maybe wants to spend his afterlife with me? Wouldn't that be great? And wouldn't it like be an amazing PR stunt? Because the the beauty in PR stunts is that half the time it's just people like hating on you, right? Like most of the time people are just like judging and saying like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. And like, honestly, you know, it's not really meant to be serious. It's it's more so meant to be a joke. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I just hope that it inspires people to go and click on my unfiltered page and check it out and see what like all the fuss is about. Yeah, but no, that's a great way not only to like, yeah, get press and PR and clicks, of course, but like also really set yourself apart because the average creator, we're just all kind of trying to navigate the same space the same way. You know, here's this thir- thirst trap, go click my link in bio. And like, that's kind of all we are. And at a set, like at a baseline. So seeing that kind of stuff that you do that's really creative is super inspiring to me. And also like gets me thinking like, well, what else could we all be out here doing? Like what would be different, you know? So I really admire that about you. You've really mastered the, the marketing side of things for sure. Thank you. It's, you know, it's something that I've always been doing ever since my YouTube days. I've been a storyteller. I used to do story time YouTube videos. And one thing I perfected was like sarcasm, dry humor, and deadpan. And like I kind of liked toying with people a little bit. And one thing people would comment all the time is like, is she being serious? (laughs) Because I would say the most ridiculous things with the most dead serious expression on my face. (laughs) One of my favorite reactions to get out of specifically men online is like, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. (laughs) And like, if I can get that reaction out of like some like, like, like douchebag on my Instagram, that's that's the best. I love that. (laughs) Well, I think this is a perfect place to kind of segue into Unfiltered because I've personally signed up. I've joined your platform, explored it um, in the reason that because like I get a lot of platforms, right? I get a lot of people launching platforms every day in sex work CEOs DMs wanting one to sponsor us or, you know, access to our creator audience in a they're the number one people we turn away just because I only want to put like platforms and services in front of creators that one, I really believe in two, I think are actually useful and valuable. And three, like it's very hard to compete with a monster in the space, like something like OnlyFans, right? And there's already a handful of great competitors in options for us. So it's very rare that I find something else that I think is valuable enough to be next to those players. And Unfiltered is something I really feel that way about. And one of the reasons I can say that is the features you have are actually different. So if could you go into some of the things that Unfiltered offers just so creators know what I'm talking about when I say it offers things that other competitors actually don't? 
Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. That's so nice of you to say about Unfiltered. Um, so, you know, Unfiltered, it's we're never trying to compete with the big players like OnlyFans because, first of all, we always stand up for sex workers and adult content creators. Um, that, I think, puts us in a league of our own. We're a platform for creators by creators. We are fully staffed by adult content creators. We have um, we have a web app. We have notifications. Our entire platform is designed to be super user-friendly, easy to use. And we have features like digital auctions, private ticketed events. We have uh, also a discovery page. So we give all types of creators a chance to be found by the traffic on the platform. So, you know, if your video performs well, if you have a lot of engagement, you when you're growing, you'll end up on like the new creators portion of the page. You'll also have a chance to be featured on the featured page or in the popular creator section. So, you know, it's not like on OnlyFans where you sign up for the site and then cross your fingers and hope that people on the site will find you or, you know, you rely solely on your own promotion off of the platform. You know, people on the site can grow from our own discovery tools within the platform. And then we also have a new tool that we just launched. It's called Rendezvous. It's kind of like a booking tool. So we do have something called a, a, a paid voice and video calling. It's basically like doing a FaceTime, but people charge by the minute for it. But what's really annoying is coordinating dates and times with your fans to make that possible. So with that booking tool, you're able to go to your calendar within the app and set which days and times you're able to do with your fans. And then your fans can go and see those availabilities and book and prepay in advance. See, I love that. So these are the features that I'm speaking to specifically. So like that rendezvous tool, also the, the auctions, because the ability to like sell panties or something like that via an auction um, is really important because even on OnlyFans, it's a terms of service violation if you're asking for mailing information. These are super, super useful for our industry. And it also combines a lot of the other platforms we're probably using into kind of one centralized space, which is really, really valuable. Can I ask in terms of how you navigate the Unfiltered platform, what I think is interesting is that Unfiltered as a brand, right? It sounds pretty mainstream. And you've had a lot of success in terms of social kind of funneling mainstream traffic clicks views onto your unfiltered platform. And I don't think that's by accident because I think in this day and age, it is important for every adult creator to have a mainstream or like safe for work facing part of their brand just so that they don't face the difficult um, deplatforming, shadow manning. And those things may still happen. But if you have some kind of safe for work funnel, you have a better shot at getting the traffic to where you want it to go. And I think that it's genius that unfiltered is branded in a way that it's kind of vague in terms of not being like super explicit. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's a value add. Um, was that intentional? 100%. And it's something that I'm really trying to teach the creators on our platform. So one thing we have on our platform, we have an ambassador program. And so the really, really dedicated creators on our platform, we are inviting them to kind of be, you know, the face of the platform. And what we're also providing them is these like unfiltered branded 
TikTok accounts and then also teaming up with them. You know, since I am, you know, very good at marketing and very good with these, like, you know, I've, I've been on YouTube, I've grown a YouTube account, I've grown a TikTok, I've grown an Instagram. I am collaborating with them on these TikTok accounts to show them how you can grow a TikTok, how you can, you know, use trending sounds and, and viral ideas on TikTok to grow a social media presence that's outside of the adult industry in order to create a funnel for yourself to your unfiltered profile that's going to, you know, create a community for yourself outside of, you know, unfiltered that's going to be super productive and fun, engaging for you to do but also boost your revenue on unfiltered. So that's something we're providing for every single unfiltered ambassador. So, you know, if somebody joins unfiltered, they love the site, they want to like make it their primary platform. We never tell people like leave OnlyFans, leave Fansly. Like, but if you if you want to make this your number one site and like focus primarily on it, apply to the ambassador program and we are going to work with you to like really make your socials pop off and be as successful as possible. And I really stress the importance of like really growing a social media following somewhere, whether it be YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram. But I think TikTok is a really great place to start because it's an easy place to grow. Yeah, for sure. No, and that's that's kind of, I mean, that's a massive thing that sets you apart in terms of not only a CEO, but also a company right? Because one, the average creator doesn't have access to the CEOs of these platforms. And you are also providing through your ambassadorship program, a way to have almost direct access and leverage your own success to the creator, which I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah. And I hope that I can continue doing it. I mean, at this point, we, you know, we have thousands of creators on our platform. We have million visits to the site. And like, I'm a very busy person at this rate, but I never want to lose the connection that I have with the creators of my platform because like, you know, I'm still a creator myself and it is by being a creator that I know what is the next best feature to launch. What are the improvements I want to make on my site? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be this out of touch tech startup dude that has no idea what's going on in this industry. I want to I want to know what's going on with my creators. I want to hear feedback from them. I want to know about what improvements need to be made and uh and yeah, so that's something that I always want to do. No, that makes perfect sense because when at the moment you're out of touch, I think that you lose all of your edge. And I find that that same approach with Sex Works CEO. like if I wasn't on multiple platforms testing their features, navigating them myself, trying to find, you know, what loopholes work or make sense, like I would have nothing to speak on because I'm not actually doing it, you know, so Absolutely. total profit to you for that. Um, the other piece I want to ask about, because I'm sure a lot of people here listening are wondering these questions as well, mm -hmm. is when you're launching a platform, um, no matter who you are, payment processing is difficult. That's like a massive challenge for any adult industry company or platform or service in our space. So can you speak a little bit about how your payment processing works in how confident creators should be on your platform because of the way you guys have navigated that? So payment processing right now is the biggest obstacle for us, for every single fan subscription platform out there. One thing that I can just 
promise every single creator listening is we are a solution-oriented company. And so no matter what challenge we are faced with, we will work overtime 24 hours a day to find any solution for creators, you know, and it's an ongoing uphill battle. One of the things that we have on our platform that's, you know, a godsend is we do accept crypto payment. We do peer-to-peer Bitcoin payments, um, but obviously that's not convenient for everybody since not everybody is crypto savvy. Um, but, you know, it's just, just, you know, have to just stay alert and just keep looking for solutions. And unfortunately, you know, there are always going to be restrictions and we're always going to be hit with curveballs in this industry, not just with payment processors, but with the credit card companies. But, you know, we are trying everything we can every day and trying also to not um, not be super restrictive with the community guidelines, trying to be as open minded with them as possible. That's the other tricky thing with being a fan subscription platform is a lot of the times we are forced to, uh, you know, restrict things that we allow and don't allow on the platform because we're at the mercy of the payment processors and the credit card company. So we're doing our best for the creators, but sometimes, you know, we have no choice. Yeah. And this is this is something I try to emphasize to a lot of creators too, because there's like, there is the sign of the company that is, you know, the morals and the lines that you want to walk ethically of how you want people to be able to run their businesses and what you find personally acceptable and what you, you know, you don't want to king shame, you don't want to restrict anything, um, especially types of content. But on the flip side, there's only so much power we have with financial institutions. So um, you also want to make sure that you have a product that creators can use. And sometimes to have a product available in the market, you have to al- align and, and bow down to you know payment processors and credit card companies. It's unfortunate, but that's kind of where things are right now. And I hope that you know it's not always that way. But I've definitely seen your guys' terms of service and a lot of the stuff that is already banned and, and disallowed elsewhere mm-hmm. is allowed on your platform, which makes it um, a nice hole, a nice, you know, secondary or primary home for a creator. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about how your guys' cash outs work and like payments for the creators. Like how often can they cash out? What does that look like? Yes. So our cash out system is pretty similar to OnlyFans. So we do have a holding period for when a payment or Uh, you know, a purchase is processing. So let's say a fan of yours purchases an item or subscribes. There is a seven-day holding period for that purchase. And then afterwards, you are able to deduct those funds. Uh, The one thing that is different, however, because we are a slightly newer platform, we've been in business for two years, we do have a $50 uh, payout request minimum, which I feel, you know, is pretty reasonable. Um, We are working to lower that down to $25 in like the next six months or so. Um, So it's a $50 payout request minimum. And then uh, the money generally arrives within three to five business days. And we do um, ACH bank transfer and that, you know, works internationally domestically. Okay. And then as far as a creator that wants to onboard to your platform, mm-hmm. are you open to creators globally? Are you only U.S.-based creators right now? What does that look so like? We are, we are global. We welcome all creators. 
I love that. That's been a, a big challenge is that some of the platforms right now in the space aren't exactly global yet. So that's kind of a relief to hear. The other thing I was curious about is uh, in terms of the app, you mentioned that there's an application um, that always makes my ears perk up because I know for a fact how nearly impossible it is anything adult related to get through the app store. So can you speak to that? Is this more of like a add to bookmark homepage app or how does that work? Because you guys said you have push notifications. Yes. So we developed something really special and unique with our team of developers. So it is an add to your home screen and uh, home screen app. Uh, so, you know, you go into share and then add to your home screen. But what's really unique about it is it looks and feels just like an app and you do get notifications sent to your phone. So it works exactly like any regular app on your phone does. You get a notification if someone is calling you from the app. You get a notification if someone tips you, if somebody messages you. And, you know, this this felt really great in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. And I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was so great until I realized I was getting like hundreds of messages from my fans sent to my phone every day. <laughs> so it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's perfect because that's something we all have challenges with too. It's like um, the fan site platforms we're on, a lot of them don't have that functionality. And mm-hmm. of course, if you have a lot of volume of fans, that can definitely get overwhelming, which I'm sure in your case. Yeah. Um, but if you're just getting started in you know, times of the essence where you want to be replying to people with under five, you know, under five minutes or less to close a sale and staying on top and really involved and engaged with your fans, that's going to be a game changer. Absolutely. I think so. And uh, we we just launched this. I think that it's a, hu- it's a huge game changer, especially with the features that we have and the fact that unfiltered, it feels like a much more personal and intimate sort of app than let's say OnlyFans does. I feel like nowadays OnlyFans, I don't know, there's something about the the atmosphere of OnlyFans. It doesn't feel as intimate and personal as it used to. It, it feels kind of spammy these days. And so, uh, you know, I have a lot of feedback from from my fans and from a lot of members and creators on Unfiltered. They say, you know, it almost feels like Snapchat. It feels like just like a, a, a great way to connect with people. Some people even say it feels like a dating app because you have this like booking tool. Um, so, you know, the fact that you have this app with the notifications, uh, it's really great. It's a it's a great, great tool. I love that. Well, I guess before we start letting people come up, because I definitely want to give the creators themselves like an opportunity to speak directly with you, because I think mm-hmm. one, this is the first time we've had a CEO of a company come and be willing to speak live and direct with creators. And I think that's so freaking special because we don't have access like that in our space. You know, everyone as a creator will get all of our information from Twitter or from, you know, webinars a platform might do or videos they might put out. But to actually have a conversation with the owner and founder of a platform is pretty unheard of. Um, So I definitely want to leave time for that to happen. But before I open it up for some of uh, the creators to request and come up and speak with you, is there anything else about Unfiltered that maybe we didn't touch on that you want to make sure the creators listening know about? Hmm. Let's see. (laughs) Well, um, I think one thing that's uh, really important to mention is that about four months ago, we officially partnered with an investor. So um, I'm not sure if 
many of you are familiar with Deja Vu, but Deja Vu is um, one of the biggest adult entertainment club brands in the U.S. They operate under different names such as Hustler, Deja Vu Showgirls, and one of the missions that Deja Vu and Unfiltered had was we really wanted to create a revolution in the uh, in the adult entertainment industry and kind of create a blend between in-person adult entertainment and online entertainment. So one of the things that we are teaming up together to do is these collaborative, unfiltered, and deja vu events. So what's really cool about being an unfiltered creator is being able to attend these live events at the Deja Vu and Hustler clubs. One of the things that's, you know, sometimes can be isolating about being an online digital creator is not being able to meet your fellow creators or, or sometimes even your fans in a safe space. So we're planning a lot of these events, unfiltered takeover type events at the clubs. Um, and our first one's actually going to be at the Hustler Club in New York City. It'll be a networking event for unfiltered creators and there will be photo opportunities. So creators can come and get their photo taken. There will be a podcast studio where we'll be doing the unfiltered podcast and creators can come and get interviewed and talk about various topics. And uh, all unfiltered creators get free access to the event. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. We'll be holding one every single month at various different clubs nationwide. And it's just, you know, one of the different perks of being an unfiltered creator. That is amazing because you're right. It is super isolating to not be able to touch base with your community. You know, we have the the privilege of something like an XBiz or an AVN or some Exotica, you know, events mm -hmm. for fan-facing stuff. But to be around other creators and, and be able to come in contact with fans in a safe space, that's not something platforms or companies offer us, um, especially with the added bonus of what you're mentioning, like getting interviewed for podcasts. Like I know from a marketing standpoint, a podcast can be a great source of traffic, a great source of publicity, of marketing, and smaller creators specifically don't often have access to that. So that's really cool too. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, a lot of dancers at these clubs, they may not be on a fan subscription platform or they may be on one, but they don't have the support of like a club where they have a space to like shoot content or, you know, anything like that uh, helping them. So Unfiltered is also teaming up with the club in order to onboard their roster of dancers and entertainers to get onto the platform. So, you know, these events are really a great place for dancers, entertainers to meet with the digital creators, collaborate. It's, you know, it's a collaboration event, a networking event. It's it's really cool. It's really merging the digital ecosystem with the brick and mortar business. No, 100%. That's really, really unique. That sets you guys apart for sure. Okay, so I'm going to start bringing up some of the creators listening to speak if they want to ask anything directly. Um, let me start with Lonely here. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you, first of all, before I answer my question, Stephanie. Also, thank you uh, for hosting this space, too, as well, as CEO. Uh, and Stephanie, I really uh, resonated with what you said in the beginning about how you put your content on one one platform, and then they switched their, their rules up. Um, I'm a solo content creator, and I recently I've just been running into issues uh, like that. Uh, so I had two questions. I'll try to make them quick. Uh, first of all, I was wondering, uh, as far as it comes to social media, uh, does your program, uh, your mentorship program, does it cover that? And if so, what aspect? And then secondly, uh, it was more of a, I have a logistical question about uh, how you keep your files 
not necessarily like where you store them, but like what's your process? Because when you move up from platform to platform, uh, then you got to upload more stuff. And then what I find out is that, okay, this platform will accept this format, but then this platform won't accept this format and it, it just becomes a clusterfuck. Uh, so I was wondering if you had a process that you use to streamline streamline that process. Hi, Lonely. Thank you so much for your question. It's nice to meet you. Um, I'm sorry with your, you know, with your frustration of being deplatformed. That really sucks. I've run into that so much. Um, to answer your first question about how we help creators with their socials. Um, so basically, we have a, a social media account both on Twitter and on Instagram for unfiltered creators where we regularly promote them. We feature our creators on the platform as well as on our socials. We really, you know, try to give them the best strategies and tools. One of our social media, um, our uh, head of creators and head of creator success, they will schedule meetings with creators re regularly in order to give them any kind of advice. Uh, we'll audit their social media to give them any type of you know, advice, tips, strategies, areas where they might be lacking. So we're super hands-on. All of us are creators. So we speak from an area of, of experience. And then this new ambassador program, like I said, we are giving people TikTok accounts that are branded with unfiltered and giving people ideas for different types of TikToks to make with trending and viral sounds and working together with our team of TikTok strategists in order to give you the best chance at success. And all of us amb ambassadors are working together to engage with each other's content. So that pushes us all in the algorithm on TikTok. So if you're interested in that, definitely, you know, let me know, uh, apply to be a creator on Unfiltered. And then as far as, you know, moving to another platform with your previously used content i use dropbox and that seems to be the the best thing to use um, if you were to move to a platform like unfiltered we have administrative assistance that uh, would help you take your content reformat it to our platform and upload it for you that's like a complimentary service that we provide to all creators i hope that answers your question yeah yeah thank you so much um I one last thing, as far as uh, applying to your uh, website, uh, what's the process there? I just recently applied for Fansly and I, you know, I got started up there and it was just a whole process with the verification. Like, you know, uh, they wanted you to send in a selfie and then a video and then I had to do jumping jacks and a backflip. And, and, <laughs> I can, I can imagine. So, you know, we have some requirements too. You just have to go on to unfiltered.com sign up for an account, go into the menu and a click become a creator. And the application process is about two to three pages. We just ask you some questions. You do have to submit an ID and a picture of you holding up your ID. And then about 24 hours later, we'll send you over an approval if you meet the criteria. But, um, you know, it's it's pretty simple and straightforward. Okay, hopefully that answered. Thank you. Yeah, think, good questions only. I like that you asked about the merging content tool because um, that's a struggle. Every time we have to change platforms, that is like the biggest challenge. So that's a great question. I did, uh, Stephanie, I followed you. Uh, is it possible I get a follow back in case I got any more questions? Oh, yeah. Uh, of course.
course, anytime. Okay. I'm I'm very responsive, and I I can help you any step of the way. Okay, thank you, thank you so much. Appreciate it, CEO. Thank you. All right, Vita Fox. Let me add your speaker. All right, Vita, you can ask Seth if you'd like. Hi, everyone. Hope everyone's having a good day. Um, I just have a quick, simple question. I'm actually at work right now, <laughs> so I have to make mm -hmm. it quick. But I just would like to know, like, what precautions um, do you take to ensure that our information is secure on your platform, like our ID and, you know, the information that we submit? Hi, Vita. Thank you so much for your question. So we are very secure. You have nothing to worry about on our platform. We have an IT team that does regular security checks. And we actually just about a week ago had an entire IT team do a, a huge, like, you know, like they they tried to penetrate our site to see if there were any you know types of loopholes or any um you know any areas of weakness on our platform where people would be able to hack in or steal information so we passed that test with flying colors and we do these type of tests very often to ensure that we are keeping our creators information private and safe and one other thing is that we do have a dedicated unfiltered security team. So if there's ever an issue with like leaked content, somebody's harassing you, somebody's threatening to leak your content, there's always somebody on the site that you can reach out to and we will do DMCA takedowns for your content and make sure that your content is protected. Thank you for answering that question. Really good information. Of course, of course. anytime. Thank you, Vita. That was a super good question, too, because that's something like we've all experienced, right? We've been on OF when they had their massive leak, most of us. And there's other platforms that have also been, you know, in need of patches, et cetera, for the same process. So that was a fantastic question, Vita. Props to you. Um, let me, is, if anyone else would like to come up and speak, please feel free to request and I will bring you on up. In the meantime, something that um, occurred to me, Steph, when, when mm -hmm. these creators are speaking is that in how... Like your gauge, your level of involvement in actually being hands on with the people using your platform. Do you guys, how do you stay in touch with the creators in terms of like what new features they might like to see or what feedback they want to give you? Like, do you guys have a process for that where creators are constantly able to kind of reach out and submit their two cents and see if yeah. that's kind of useful for the platform? Yeah. So there's two different ways actually. So uh, initially, what I was doing whenever a new creator signs up, I add them through my Stepanka admin account on the platform. I send them like a welcome message introducing them to the platform. I send them like an eight minute long tutorial video that runs them through how to set up their profile and that teaches them about all of the features. But just recently, about like a month and a half ago, I started sending every single new creator a Discord uh, group invite. So that's uh, that's a brand new thing we've started doing. We already have a lot of new creators that are part of this Discord. And I really love that because, you know, it's, it's cool to be able to chat on Unfiltered. But it's a it's it's even better to have our own specific group chat, just us creators. And, you know, we also have a forum on there where we can just discuss all types of creator related topics, whether it be, hey, does anyone have any promo tips or, you know, what's the most annoying thing that's happened to you this week? <laughs> or, or, you know, and people can privately DM me on Discord um, ask me questions. So that's been a really great and useful tool for us is the Discord. 
I love that. I love when creators get involved in the Discord because it is such a phenomenal kind of like micro community where you can really one have access to people and two have community wide conversations. So that's super that's super nice. Okay, we have another question here from Gothic Goddess. I'm gonna bring you up real quick. I'm gonna add you a speaker. Make sure to take your microphone off mute. All right, Gothic, the mic is yours. Hey, first of all, thank you for, you know, speaking with us and hosting these spaces and stuff. I really appreciate it. And um, I also wanted to say it's really nice to hear that there's another platform coming out that's more actually sex work friendly instead of like OF where you feel like you're kind of shadow banned as soon as you joined. So it's it's nice to hear that you guys are offering so many features and things. Um, and my question is mostly um, like what percentages do you take out of everyone's you know content like is it different for each type of thing that you sell or is it all just like flat across the board, one percentage kind of a thing? Awesome. Thank you so much for your question, Gothic Goddess. It's nice to meet you. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, our platform fee is the same uh, as most platform fees elsewhere. It's 20%. Um, we do offer incentive to unfiltered ambassadors. So if you join as an ambassador, it's 15%. And one cool thing that we offer is um, we, we have a really amazing referral program. Uh, unlike OnlyFans, our referral program, it's 5% referral for every creator you bring to the platform. And there's no limit on it. We never cap you on referral earnings. And if you join as an ambassador, that referral percentage goes up to 7%. And we also have a member referral program. So you know how you share, you know, your OnlyFans link. Well, every time you share your unfiltered link on your Instagram story or in your bio, if a fan joins unfiltered um, through that link and makes any purchase on unfiltered, not just on your profile, but on the entire platform, you will make 1% back on every single purchase they make on the site. Wow, that's actually really awesome that you guys are so inclusive and trying to like, you know, give a little bag to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I appreciate we're... that. And I absolutely followed you as soon as you started talking about how you're more, you know, content friendly. So that's really awesome. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Gothic, for asking the questions. Everyone here listening is wondering because I somehow overlooked that one entirely. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear you talk about it. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm a little bit too high. And I just didn't hear her say it. But damn. Well, thank you, Gothic. All right. I have um, one more question here actually on this is commented. This is from B. Basically, it's a question because B is saying that they understand that OnlyFans creators are kind of primarily now geared toward vanilla content creators. Um, and they're asking how unfiltered is with that? How are you guys with like kinky content? So we are very kink and fetish friendly. Uh, you know, I think we're one of the few sites that is uh, letting people do smoking fetish, for example, which, you know, I don't understand why doesn't OnlyFans allow that? recently learned that OnlyFans doesn't allow smoking fetish content, which is, you know, odd, but also I guess it's good that they're looking out for people's health, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes, we're very fetish friendly. We allow, you know, squirting content. We allow, uh, you know, as long as some of like the BDSM stuff has disclaimers and, you know, the blood content has a disclaimer stating that it's fake blood and so on and so forth. We are very open-minded. We are not of the 
mantra where we will start taking down a creator's content without speaking to the creator and reaching out to the creator to ensure that the content, you know, is against guidelines. We understand that creators work very hard on their content and that they're not out there trying to break rules. So, you know, we'll always reach out and address the issue before taking something down. Um, and we're all, you know, support moderation. It's run by creators. So we we understand. So that's pretty much where we stand with that. That's huge. That's huge. Um, if there's any other creators that want to come up and speak, please request now. Uh, if not, I'm going to start kind of wrapping this space up. But Stephanie, thank you so much for, again, being open to come speak live with creators directly. That is not something that we ever have the opportunity to do. Um, and thank you from, you know, from my own business and my own standpoint and perspective, like the fact that you're willing to come on and do this is going to be laying kind of a baseline and the groundwork for other CEOs of platforms and services to want to come and do the same. So thank you so much for allowing me that opportunity and the opportunity to speak with you live. Like that's a scary thing to do. Creators have hard questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that you're willing to do that really says a lot about not just you as a person and as um, uh, someone who runs a company, but it says a lot about the company you're trying to build and the community you're trying to build. So huge thank you to you. I appreciate you more than you know. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Melrose, for giving me the opportunity to speak with your followers. And thank you, everyone who attended. I hope you all check out Unfiltered. Give it a glance. Give it a look over. And if you ever have any questions about Unfiltered, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thank you so much, Steph. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this space. Make sure you're following Stephanie and Unfiltered as well. And like she said, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Now, um, now that we're wrapping up this space, I do want to mentioned that we are going to start putting out a ton of courses on sex work ceo when i say a ton i mean a ton um i've been extremely busy getting these all filmed and edited for y'all so keep an eye on our youtube channel it is youtube.com forward slash swceo and we're going to be kind of covering a wide variety of topics i still want to put out ai courses for you that was some of our most requested stuff i've just been kind of waiting to see where these services and softwares fall in terms of um, explicit and what they allow. So now that that's kind of kind of settled and the dust is settled, I'm going to start putting those courses out for you as well as a bunch of others. So make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. You have notifications turned on. Also, huge thank you to everyone who has subscribed to our Sex Work CEO Telegram bot. If you haven't already heard, Sex Work CEO released a Telegram bot that essentially sends out daily content inspiration and all the captions you need for feed posts, PPV locked messages, and your clip stores. The ideas are researched by AI to be highly desirable from the fans in what they're currently seeking, and the captions are optimized with calls to action so that you can increase your earning and unlock potential with every single caption. The Telegram bot pushes daily to your Telegram app on your phone around 10 a.m. Central Standard Time so that you no longer have to waste any time researching, planning, or coming up with ideas or captions. The bot will literally take care of all of it. We are also looking to release this DOM or this bot in a couple other niches, ideally the DOM niche as well as a webcam niche so that you can have webcam show ideas every single day. So keep an eye out for that. And then lastly, but most importantly, I want to emphasize that all the information we put out here on Sexwork CEO, we put out for free because we believe in this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we'll have as a community to do things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you found value in what you heard here today or the tweets that you've engaged with, et cetera, please, please, please consider making this journey easier for your own adult content creator friends 
our only ask is that you retweet and share our stuff as much as humanly possible because this page, just like your own pages, is equally shadow banned as well. This brings us to the end of today's space. Huge thank you to, again to Stephanie Meadow for joining us today. It is not every day that a CEO of a company takes the initiative to come into a space and hold discourse directly with creators. So major props again to her and her be able, being able to give us the time to do this. I'm sure it is not the last time our community will be hearing from you. So it would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review. We want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible. And you taking a second to leave a couple stars and a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much.